0: How's it going everybody welcome to the show it is time for break the business where we empower indie creators and have some fun along the way i'm ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week ah oh, love that new theme song smell i figured after you know 300 episodes we should probably change the theme to the program believe me we're all going to miss yeah. but you know when you have Access to an amazing indie artist like song-a-day Jonathan Mann, who has the Guinness World Record for most consecutive days making a song, and he's willing to make a song for your podcast. Well, of course you're going to make it the theme to your show. Our thanks to Jonathan Mann for giving us our theme for this week and going forward. So excited for episode 301 and thereafter. Joined this week by my co-host, Metal Dave. How's it going, Metal Dave? Good to see you. Hey, man.
1: All right. Glad to be on episode 300. This is is such a special moment, man. It's so great. You know, it's cool to be back on episode 300, you know?
0: 300?
1: Yeah, I, I, I was just doing the one 300 why is this now just 301
0: yeah yeah it rolls over man oh, this is we, we do this every 31. week well not every week because we missed last week because my oh. internet failed when i was trying to do the live stream but we're back now and do you're I here to,
1: for 301 oh. do you have to be here then do i still have to is the contract that long it is <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> i gotta read this video next time <laughs> <laughs> hey how's it going everybody
0: happy to see you man oh wanted to drop this one for you real quick happy birthday metal dave
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> Yes, and I actually, I did receive uh, the present from you and your wife in the mail today. <laughs> the little uh, R2D2 beanie. And for you those of you at home who are thinking, God, that seems kind of small for your yeah, head. that's going to fit you. Yeah, no, this is going to be this is zero to three months for uh, our, our little baby coming uh, in April. So I will make sure that uh, he or she don't know yet. Uh, Will be uh, nice and warm with R2D2. Thank you, my friend.
0: You're very, very welcome. Happy birthday. Good to see you again. Good to have you co hosting. That yeah. always puts a smile on my face. Quick,
1: quick, yeah, quick, yeah. quick little thing. I'm just, just curious because we're both now 36. Are you like me? Were you thinking, like, oh my God, this is such a, a non age? You know, 30 big, 35. Oh, you're halfway through your 30s. 36. Now it's just the slow, now it's just the ever speeding decline to 40. The the decline to forty to be over the hill actually yeah. now that I'm thinking about it but you know it's just like what are we doing here what what is this
0: I find that the older I get the fewer milestone birthdays you get right zero to 10 years old, every one of those is a milestone. And then like 10 years old, that's double digits. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then 13, you're a teenager. And then 15, you got a restricted license. 16, you're driving a car. 18, you're voting. 20 is like the 2 21 you're drinking. A lot of milestones in there. Yep. Then you get to 30. That's a big, nice round number. And then like 32, who cares? 33, who cares? 35, hey, it's a, it's a five or a zero. That's cool. And then it's like 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, now we're, like, we're yeah.
1: solidly in our mid... This is actually the last year of our mid-30s and we're going to the late-30s. And as we're talking, I'm realizing maybe your audience doesn't appreciate this because they seem, it, you seem to be trying to skew younger and younger towards <laughs> these Gen Zers, towards these people born either at the tail end of the previous century or, God forbid, even this current century, which is just like, what is that? Why is that? Why, are yeah. there, why were there people born... From the years 2000 to 2007. It makes no sense.
0: It's weird. It's weird, and I can't understand it. The first time I started teaching my college class, and I was starting to get a crop of kids that were born in this millennium, that just freaked me the heck out. I just could not handle that. It was a shock to my system.
1: My child will be graduating high school in the year 2040.
0: Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Well, on that really wonderful note, that just put me in such a good mood, Metal Dave. Let me tell you what I'm also pretty excited about. Our guest coming up in the next segment, Alex Turbet. is the co-founder of Beat Connect, a virtual collaboration and jam session platform. I'm a big fan of these virtual collaboration platforms that have come out amid this pandemic where you know musicians still need to create together, and you can do that over the internet you can record music together even in different spaces you can jam together really cool gonna talk with alex all about awesome. his platform and some of the new stuff he's got coming out
1: cool all right yeah. can't wait
0: yeah can't wait it's gonna be great so so cool and he's a movie buff dave so we'll ask him some oh, movie questions, right. nice. I know makes you smile
1: i do apologize by the way because you know last week i had the headphones and everything but i uh, had some issues on tonight's show so uh it's just looking right at a laptop
0: Surprisingly, the audio is coming in pretty okay for you. I was worried, but uh, you sound great and, you know, the beard looks terrific. I think you're giving us a, a nice, nice, great little look here, man. It must be that, like, the, the fact that you got, like, the new dad uh, feeling. It's got, it gives you a glow. It gives you a glow, is man.
1: It, 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 is, I've heard this term. I'm not even sure what it is. Zaddy? What is that? Am I? Z- I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Should I Urban Dictionary it right now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I, I will withhold any opinion of your zaddiness. I'll leave that to the Gen Zers, too. Uh, and, and just the people generally more cooler than me to opine on. But I still have a glow, Dave, about our episode 300 that we did together. Uh-huh. That was tremendous. We had so many great musical performances, great interviews, great discussion. It has just put a smile on my face. It's made me so excited for episode 301 and beyond. And I would say my favorite thing about the... Episode 301 show, and it's very hard to pick. It's like picking Uh amongst your children, you know. But what I liked the most, I think, was the Mary Amber video that we played at the beginning of the show. Mary Amber, the very first guest we had on Break Mm -hmm. the Business, you were there, Dave. Uh, One of my favorite indie creators. I adore her, and I know you're a big fan of hers as well. She had a really terrific song. And for the people who didn't check out episode 300, I do want to give them a chance to hear this song. So, Lauren, if you could, could we start the show off by just playing Mary Amber's song from episode 300 again? What a great artist she is.
2: Give them drums and voices. Butter them all up. And tell them art is choice. If they work hard, fill their canvases with paint, pay their dues and say what they need to say, then someday soon they'll be on the big stage, but wait, cause they can't paint out the lines, the men in suits they have to like it, there's Alberta. on the rug that they're given then they won't have no support when it gets pulled from under them because in this magic new world where everyone can claim their place it doesn't take much for someone to be replaced it's getting harder to keep Betrayals. They get pushed in dingy halls. They get buried under code They get brainwashed to conform But as they wake up more and more every day Peek behind the curtain and start to see the game They can lift each other out of the pit that they're in stand together and break the system. It's getting harder to keep
0: I love... Every time I hear that song, I love it more and more because I I grab a new lyric from that that I adore, and it just embodies everything that we are fighting yeah. for on this podcast for the last five years. I, I know you love Mary Amber, Dave. I don't need to sell you on her, right?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, interestingly enough, I picked up on some lyrics in there mentioning paying your dues and everything, and I think that kind of perfectly segues into something you wanted to talk about this evening. I, I did. I mean...
0: I'm often inspired in terms of the content I create by things that are happening to creators I know and care about. It it gives me ideas for segments. And in this case, not only has Mary Amber's song really influenced where I want to take the show this week, but a lot of things that Mary Amber has told me, both through this song and in other conversations that I've, I've had with her, really has influenced the overall direction I want to take the show going forward for the next 300 episodes. So when we started this adventure, Dave, Mm -hmm. it was all about like, how are we going to hate the record labels this week? My whole break the business book was about the problems with the record label model. And all those problems are still there, but what has emerged in its place, which is something that Mary Amber has talked to me about a lot is in trying to find a new model away from labels. A lot of artists have moved to platforms like streaming, you know, and like on platforms like Twitch and in in the in their quest to avoid one form of exploitation, they found their way into the exploitation that comes from these kind of streaming platforms. The exploitation that Mary sings about in this song, being buried under lines of code, being victim to an algorithm, being victim to the abuse. That happens on this platform and just how hard it can be to make a living and this is coming from mary amber who by many objective measures is a pretty successful streamer on this platform she has lots of fans lots of followers and even she says it is difficult for her out there and she often feels lost uh in in this space and you know many creators out there would love to be in the position season so it gives you an idea of how tough this is for her and so I mean, I've heard a lot of the same things that she's talked to me about, about why platforms like live streaming platforms can be tough for creators. The payments can be very low. Uh, You don't have a lot of control over your own destiny. You can't just take your fans on Twitch and move them to another platform. Your fans aren't portable. They belong to the platform. Uh, Being victim to copyright strikes, you know, where you might... You know, you might wake up one morning and, and be told by this platform, you've committed a copyright violation, you're going to get a strike, your channel's going to get taken down, your livelihood's gone tomorrow, and sometimes that copyright enforcement can be, uh, seems pretty arbitrary. Like, we're actually going yeah. through this right now, during Wait. our stream last week. Yeah. Wait. We had a a video that had a copyright, we were accused of, of having copyright strike in our video and the video we, the song we used in that video was completely
1: public domain. Yeah, you had a public domain YouTube thing, one that is specifically created so anyone can use it. Yeah. And the system said, nope, sorry, can't and do that. That's I some reach... sort of weird band song that we had to look up, like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then we we played it and it's like, that's not it at all. No. It's just a, a mess up from the system. So, I mean, it, and it is interesting. And I wrote too, to right? Twitch
0: and, you know, yeah filed a filed a grievance or whatever they call it and i still haven't heard back and that part of my video is still muted
1: so yeah. after two weeks wow i know so it's, okay so obviously yeah you can imagine that if someone's trying to monetize and make a living off that then that's 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 death is essentially it's, yeah
0: it's very unpredictable and couple that also with just the abuse and harassment that creators on these platforms can face uh hate raids on their comment section uh Recently, a bunch of uh, the Twitch streamers did a 24-hour protest back in September to protest the uh, harassment on Twitch. So this is something that creators are often faced with. And all of these problems that we talk about are, you can argue, stem from the fact that Twitch is the big fish and the streamers are little fish. Twitch is the big platform and all the streamers are just, you know— are dependent on this platform and don't hold a lot of strength separately to be able to get Twitch to change their ways. And while I was thinking about this, the news came out this month about the IATSE strike, the international Mm -hmm. Alliance and theatrical stage employees. You hear about this? This is pretty wild. Yes.
1: Yes, I did. Well, you know, it, you can't really seem to go a few months without throwing a rock and hitting a story about some sort of guild or union having an issue out in Hollywood, which makes sense because it's a town essentially run on unions. Yep. Everyone has a union. The Director's Guild, the Producers Guild, the Writer's Guild, the Screen Actors Guild. I see you, the people doing that who actually I, – I looked it up. Also includes craft services. Yeah. So the people – doing catering and bringing the sandwiches, and all that they are part of there. The most important single part of the filmmaking. Process. Yes. Yes. Every, I mean, like the electricians, part of the IBEW, every, every single person that is basically in Southern California is in a union. I think even the seven-year-olds walking around have, are in a union or probably have some sort of representation <laughs> at C, at CAA or, you know, any of the big houses, maybe <laughs> CAA, I don't know, but yeah. I'm in. And so I know we were, we were talking before about, well, can we use that model and take it over to the streamers? Yeah. This is a big union,
0: right? 60,000 members. And if they decide to go on strike, all your Netflix, Hulu movies, all of it's gone. It grinds to a halt. And this almost happened. Uh, on October 16th, IATSE reached a deal with the film and TV studios uh, two days before there was going to be a nationwide strike. So, uh, you know, almost had a labor dispute, but... They were able to do this because they have this collective voice that's able to fight for better wages, for more rest breaks, and for other reforms. Now, that uh, that deal still has to go before the a full IATSE membership, but uh, hopefully if it is enacted, then that will mean a better, a better standard of living for all the folks yeah. uh, in that line of work. And so, right, as you were saying, Dave, when I think about what IATSE had and how IATSE saw that there was a an inequity for their workers, they— you know, collectively bargained for something better. And so I can't help but wonder if the solution for long term for what streamers are going for, going through right now and what we as a podcast might want to be advocating for going forward if we truly support creator empowerment is forming or helping form or helping advocate for some kind of collective organization, collective action by the streamers, whether it's more boycotting or whether it is a formal streamers Union you know that's I, I wonder if that's where we're the kind of the point we're getting to. I want to bring Lauren in on this. I, I feel bad doing that because I know Lauren is trying to get Alex set up for his interview in the second segment but this isn't the first time I've made her do like 10,000 things at once. but I want to bring her in because she she works in this area she works in the entertainment business she works with unions all the time in the stage world and so um, wanted to bring her in on this idea. But the re- what got me thinking about a streamer's union, the first kind of thought I had in this space, hi, Lauren, um, is, it, I mean, the first thing you have to approach when you're thinking about, oh, can, this, can the Twitch streamers have a union, is you have to understand that first they're independent contractors, right? They're not employees of Twitch. And generally, unions are employees of an employer. And most of the federal protections that union members get in terms of, your boss not being able to fire you if you say you want to join a union, those those federal protections from the uh, from the National Labor Relations Act only apply to employees and not contractors. So that's a big hurdle for the Twitch streamers to follow to to overcome if they want to try to get you know to try to unionize. But there is some potential federal reform on the horizon here. There is a new law that's being making its way through the Houses of Congress called the Pro Act, which would actually expand the rights under the National Labor Relations Act to some independent contractors by expanding the definition of what an employee is under union law. And so maybe that might be the route that uh, uh, streamers should be considering here. But wanted to see what you thought of this, Lauren. I know that uh, when it comes to unions, you've worked on both sides of the table before, because you've worked on the performer side, you've worked on the management side. What do you
1: think, streamers' (laughs) union— Can I, I just say oh, one uh, I love how you inter- it, you introduced your sister about ten minutes ago and uh then went on the monologue and
3: now you're asking.
4: I had to hey, yeah. look, He was wanted to watch yes. my facial reactions yeah. When he was giving the explanation And if he couldn't watch my face yeah. How would he know how I react
1: Anyway I apologize for interrupting Lauren please give us the benefit <laughs> of your wisdom
4: Okay I've been These poor guys they're only bringing me on Because I ranted before the show They were like union union And I was like Roar! Uh, Because I'm not the hugest fan of this idea In fact I'm like super anti this idea But I've been thinking because I want to be a positive person and I'm trying to swing my my view and I'm thinking, what about rather than a union, which I could give you all the reasons why I don't think it's in the best interest of indie creators. But what about the opposite way? Instead of unionizing uh, the performers to fight against the big bad whatever, what about an independent organization certifying platforms? So you can say this is a creator-friendly platform. So instead of making the artists fight their battles, make a union venue online. Because I think if you create unions, you're going to have a bunch of platforms come out that are non-union platforms. You're going to have a bunch of creators that now can't work on whatever platform they want to jump to because they're not welcome. But if they're not part of a union, but rather... Kind of like our COVID certified venues where an independent organization comes in and says, if you want to be cautious, you're welcome to go into this venue. Why couldn't we do that with platforms for entertainers, put together a protocol of things we would like to see on those platforms and then have an independent organization, you know, like the Break the Business Coalition to say this is a Break the Business approved platform. Mm -hmm. We think that this platform looks in the best interest of the artist. Like, wouldn't that be more beneficial
0: can it be a seal of approval where it's like Dave's smiling face right. with like a thumbs up on the seal yeah
1: but then that 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 kind of gets into problems too because remember that's like the comic codes authority back in the 50s and 60s that was started you know to sort of uh, look after comic books and sort of it became basically a censorship means in and of itself and some people even think that that's what sometimes the MPAA does, you know, it's just, so it, it almost, it sounds like a good idea to start off with, but I almost feel like that just historically is your road to censorship. Plus, I, think I mean, it
4: gives you options though. Yeah. Like you can say, I can go to this venue or I want to go to the uncensored venue. Like you could right. do that. I, I think some, the problem like, is though,
0: Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> this guy, this guy, <laughs> um, <laughs> next, I think the issue is uh, I think ultimately, right. Cause this is a tough one because, because everyone's independent on their own you need in order for all this to work you do the whole union you need the collective action you need you need everyone going on the same way down the same river following the same current and what's obviously you know sort of human nature is you know there is some selfishness there and you know scabs crossing a picket line you know if i don't even know Ryan you can do tell me if i'm an artist that already has is streaming on any of the uh, music uh, services, or I'm streaming on Twitch. You know, do I have control? Can I take everything down that's mine at any time I want? Or if once I'm on, once I'm on there, I have lost all autonomy in what I have created.
0: Well, the Twitch creators do own their content, right? And they can take it somewhere else, but. The exclusivity that Twitch does impose on creators, which I think is a little oppressive considering that these are technically independent contractors, is if you have affiliate status on Twitch, which means you're actually monetizing on the platform, if you want to monetize on Twitch, you are prohibited from live streaming your program on any other platforms alongside Twitch. So right now, our program, Break the Business, is right now we're live streaming this on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. And and we can do that because we're not monetizing this channel. We have affiliate status, but we're not availing ourselves of it. If we wanted to actually like get subscriptions and bits on this platform, we would only be able to live stream on Twitch and not any of the other platforms.
1: So right now, because no one is making any money out of the three of us on this, (laughs) this. it's okay. (laughs) But the moment you say, Hey, give us uh, a dollar a month. For the the amazing content and the great, you know, all the great observations and everything and the fantastic decor behind (laughs) me. Um, The moment you have any currency change hands, it's, nope, sorry, no more YouTube, no more Facebook. You guys made a penny. You're done. Yeah,
0: if we want to use Twitch's subscription and tipping features, then yes, we would only be able to run things on Twitch, which, by the way, is kind of a weird thing to do to independent contractors. You, know, one of the essences of an independent contractor is you can take your you know, you can work for independent employers. like <laughs> first word. If I'm an Uber <laughs> driver, exactly. If I'm an Uber <laughs> driver, I can drive for Uber and for Lyft and for, you know, ten other places. And so it's sort of weird that Twitch is going to say, Hey, we don't, you know, you don't need some of the rights that a union might have because you're free to, you know, because you're an independent contractor, but also you're dependent on us and you're not allowed to make money anywhere else. It's Mm -hmm. interesting. In other countries like Canada, for example, there is this notion of what are called dependent contractors, which is the law uh, understanding that even though you're an independent contractor, if you're in a situation where that contractor only lets you work with them, you should get some of the benefits of being an employee. And so that's what the PRO Act is saying, is if you're a dependent contractor, like you'd be technically if you're with Twitch, Mm -hmm. maybe you should get some of those rights to protect you, such as the right to unionize without getting... Quote unquote, that's, fired.
1: That's actually interesting, then, because then you could almost make an argument that current labor laws would protect someone because we do have those protections where if you are, if your work is being directed by someone, just because you're labeled as an independent contractor doesn't mean you'll legally be found as one because, you know, an employer wants to get around that to avoid, you mm-hmm. know, health care mm-hmm. or all these other things or 40 hours or time and a half. You know, it, is there then any way to, well, then that's the thing, is there a way to say that someone works for Twitch? Because obviously, you know there is no one at Twitch HQ. I don't think Bob Twitch isn't like, "Hey there, I see you. I see you playing that level of Fortnite again. God damn it! You got to go play something else. Get, get into Warzone or They're something." They're not
4: telling you what to create, right? Bob Twitch, Bob Twitch. See, see him in his boardroom, like when
0: my grandfather, Angus, grand A- Twitch, Twitch, started this
1: company in the Depression. Yes, yes. <laughs> And also, oh, not that many people know this, but, you know, yes, they were, they were in the boardrooms with the Rockefellers in Standard Oil. And as Lauren said at the top of her intro, you know, she's not a fan of unions. She was big, a big supporter of Standard Oil and Northern Securities Limited hated trust-busting Theodore Roosevelt, absolutely couldn't stand him yes the the titans of early america the the rockefellers the carnegies and the twitches she's in carnegie hall right now i think i saw jp morgan scuttle across the stage You guys should love um, what's Morgan. going
4: on in the in chat. Here. Neither Katie of you Morgan. can see this, but Mary Amber is uh, is is chatting it up. I don't know if she was here to uh, hear us play her song earlier, but uh, <laughs> the, the chat is going crazy because people are kind of in this with us. And uh, one of the comments that I just saw here uh, was making me think of something that I was talking about earlier. Uh, Tony here said, exclusivity Uh is like the old Hollywood contract system, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like when I was mentioning earlier, Ryan's going to hate me for this, but I keep thinking (laughs) of unions as the record labels uh, of old. You know, we've got these organizations that in theory were, were finding ways to help artists get their stuff out there, but in the long run, they make all of these hoops that that at made sense at the time but over time you've got so many restrictions that you're actually restricting people's ability to create and that can get in their way quite a bit. And I don't want to see that happen, which is why I fear unions. We have things like Facebook groups and communities where you can be constantly polling all of your people. See what's relevant now. And and unions at, at this point in this stage scare me because I don't want to see the longevity of that organization work at a detriment to their initial goals.
1: Lauren, let's just let's just call it what it is. You want those kids <laughs> back in the coal mine. <laughs>
4: You know, do you know how many mines we aren't using right now? And a mine is a terrible thing to waste. You know, you. (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't I don't have my sound effects board. I can't play the rim shot. Okay, I can tell that this is going to be a multi week conversation, which I could not be happier about. Let me just end with this note before we bring in uh, Alex, because I I do want to make sure we have that conversation. To a point that Lauren made earlier in terms of alternatives for making these reforms happen, I would like to also have us consider in subsequent episodes the idea of creator ownership of some of these platforms, at least partially. Mm -hmm. Things like decentralized autonomous organizations and um, other kind of empowerment platforms to actually give creators like Mary Amber a stake in these platforms like Twitch yeah. they help create. You think about like a startup like organization REI,
4: or isn't that's a co-op and then yeah, got, l- but like, yeah Publix is an employee owned yes, organization. A lot like, like employee
0: co-ops. Yeah. Right. So when you think about when a startup happens, right, these, these, the first employees that come in, they always get equity, right? Like right. one of the, one of the wealthiest people in Silicon Valley is like the person who emptied the trash cans, like the first week at Google. Cause that guy got but a crap ton of equity yeah, and now well. he's like a multi-billionaire. And, But we should be treating indie creators, especially the ones that, like, really help Twitch early on, they're basically the earliest employees of that platform. And so you can imagine, like, the next generation of Twitch, they should set aside whatever the next Twitch is going to be. It should set aside 25% of its equity as a pool for those early creators that help grow the platform. And imagine if this happened with Twitch. Twitch sold for a billion dollars when it sold to Amazon. Imagine if a quarter of that was set aside for the early creators that helped grow that platform.
1: To something and to me, that was of fair.
4: value to sell for that amount.
1: Yeah. So, Twitch talk- is owned by Amazon?
4: Now. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, so then none of this is going to happen.
4: Yes. <laughs> the, the Twitches are long gone. This <laughs>
1: wait. a wait. That's right. Bob well, Twitch <laughs> sold it to Jeff Bezos yes, a few a years lot. back. <laughs> Twitch is just orbiting up the freaking uh, world right now in a weird-shaped rocket, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. So this, All right. Is this on
4: Twitch right now? We're getting now, closer to monopolies because because every day, aren't we? Doo, 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 <laughs> doo, 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 oh, for because, sure. Because because
1: we are, are speaking against the one true Twitch, will, will it, you know, like, cease the stream?
0: Cease Ooh. the stream?
1: Yeah, no, because, because we're,
4: we're going anti-Twitch and we're on Twitch right now. We're not anti-Twitch. We're just hoping for reform so that they will look out for the best interest of the people performing for them
1: decentralized autonomous organization
0: let me make that clear okay like this is like i i'm not anti twitch we're on twitch and i identify right i'm identifying the value it's creating for creators i want twitch to be better i want it to be even better for creators because i see it as part of the future of this industry We just need to make it a more equitable place. And we want them
4: on the early end of that, too. We don't want Twitch to get lost when other platforms come up that are looking out for the best interest of the artist and then all of them run away to that. We're trying to get the word out now so that they improve the existing platforms to be beneficial to their creators so that the creators don't run away. Yep. We'll get right, there someday where we have
0: the power. We'll get there. Let's <laughs> or let's take a two minute break while I get on the phone with Bob Twitch and apologize for besmirching his platform. We have Alex Turbid coming up next on Break the Business. Do not go anywhere. Ryan Carella here. I hope you're enjoying the show and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you, a lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. My firm, RKPA, does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Carella, PA, Miami, Florida.
4: Streaming services for Break the Business provided by LEK Entertainment. LEK Entertainment is a full service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. Thanks
0: for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan Kair, and you can follow the show at The BTV Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. The commenters, big fan of Bob Twitch. Dave, you should be happy to know that.
1: I'm sure he will be pleased. Like I said, his great-great-grandfather, who built this country, by the way, Angus... H Twitch, who <laughs> dreamed of a way for people to communicate, you know, freely. Now, granted, he was talking to birds a lot back That's right. then. You he's know, really he's ahead 15. of its time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, let's. I, I'm, I'm already waiting for like the uh, the listeners to start like sending us pictures of what Bob Twitch looks like and all this stuff. All right, let's go ahead and bring our guest this week. He's the co-founder of Beat Connect, a virtual collaboration and jam session platform for musicians. Beat Connect's latest project is Beat Connect Creators, a platform that will offer artists and producers ways to grow their follower base and sell interactive masterclasses and virtual meet and greets. You can find out more by visiting www.beatconnect.com. We are happy to welcome Alex Turbid on to Break the Business. Hello, Alex. Hey guys, thank you hey, for having Alex. me over. It is a pleasure to be speaking with you, sir. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I hope that our silliness in the last segment uh, didn't make you run for the hills. There, I, I love it. I fun. love it. I'm
3: I'm ready to invest in whatever Bob Twitch's uh, next move is going to be. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, uh, you're all listening to Break the Business here on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and Sirius XM Channel 145. Forgot to mention that at the top, so I have to sneak that in there now. Uh, Alex. Let's start off by just learning more about BeatConnect. Uh, talk about how your platform just gets artists collaborating, which is all the more important now with everybody kind of stuck in their homes, still a little bit on the back end of this pandemic.
3: Yeah, for sure. So the idea behind Beat Connect when we uh, we initially started was, if you look at the tools that are out there to create music uh, today, uh, the biggest one is going to be your digital audio workstation. So for those that are not necessarily familiar with uh, with those systems, It's basically just a a software to organize the different tracks, the sound, the effects, whatever you use to create music. Now, the problem is you're going to have about 20 of them out there that are kind of like sharing the whole market. So if you're using, let's say, Ableton, which is a very popular DAW out there, and I'm using Fruity Loop, we're going to have a very, very hard time making music together because those systems were just not designed to work together and to be compatible. So beat connect is basically our take on breaking down those silos and just making it accessible for creators and musicians and producers to just do what they do best without kind of like the hurdle that's been put for the past 20 years.
0: I uh, I dig that. And I know that platforms like beat connect are taking some strides and actually not just helping artists collaborate, but generate revenue from the, those collaborations. Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: That is something that is, uh, basically, we launched it this week. It's super, super new. Oh, hot uh, off the presses. You, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And
0: we're your first
3: interview. I mean, I, know, I don't know right? if that's
0: true, but we're going to say it's true.
3: <laughs> it is. It is. Anyway, bottom line, uh, you were talking about Twitch earlier, and I, I love that combo because you, you guys basically nailed, this is exactly what we saw when we kind of like launched creators. We we saw this, this industry that is stagnating because you have... Uh, the the Instagram, you have the TikToks, you have YouTube, you have, and all those platforms, they own basically the the creators, whatever they do, because they're stuck in that ecosystem where they don't have the data, they can't reach their audience, they can't do anything if they step out of that environment. You have some you know initiatives out there that are trying to kind of give back to to those creators, but it's man, it's an it's an uphill battle, hundred percent. And one of the things that we're actually trying to do right, right now is leverage the technology that we've built with, with Connect, which allows anybody to create uh, music remotely using any software and any tool, and just give it to those creators and say, look, this is something that you can use to make music with your audience, monetize the whole process so that you're not 100% financially dependent on those platforms. And then afterward, if you want to distribute the content that you've created, I don't Twitch, YouTube, or whatever, you're free to do so. So it's really for us it's just a tool for creators to do a new kind of interactive content with their audience.
0: And I've heard that you're seeing artists using this platform you're using this new uh, Beat Connect initiative to create things like interactive master classes, virtual meet and greets, things like that.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's 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 no secret for us that like education is is a huge huge thing in terms of like what what the music uh, collab- collaborative sphere can become in the future. And a lot of uh, educators who are currently swamped because they're working, you know, with let's say 40 different students all over the world and they have to manage all of the stems and the different sounds and uh, they get it by email and whatever. And with BeConnect, like, I, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn, but we kind of make it easier for them because <laughs> it's just one place. Thank you for that. I had to, I couldn't resist. <laughs> it's it's really that that one-stop shop where they can basically... Uh, you know, go. They they don't need Zoom because we have the integrated video. Everything is safe to the cloud. You have different studios for every people that you want to work with. So, it's it's a no brainer that if you are a a, uh, a musician that has something to teach, it's a great platform for you.
4: All right,
0: put on your futurist hat here for us because we're seeing what Connect's doing now, and we're pretty excited about it. What about five years from now? What does the future of virtual collaboration for artists look like to you? Uh, how much of it is day? Is it just Dave, like creating all kinds of crazy masterclasses, creating uh, all this great educational content to spread his gospel throughout the world or, or is there other, other cool innovations on the horizon for us?
3: Are you trying to get me to open up my roadmap or something?
0: Oh, absolutely.
3: Uh... <laughs> Don't worry. It's just, it's
0: just you, me, it's Dave, you and, and, I, right? and the entire of the inter- of the internet, just, you know, Dude. we're all friends here.
3: <laughs> Uh, for for sure, like I'm gonna I'm gonna share some stuff. We uh, we've been greatly inspired by video games. Like we're we're all gamers. Uh, the you know all all the founders and the people that are in the business, and we look at what gaming has been doing in the last let's say ten years. It's it's mind blowing. The 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 creativity, the products, the way they they they've allowed not only through Twitch but like through just different games. You look at the at the Among Us basically just. I don't know if you saw like the craze that was going up in the uh, in the pandemic, but the ability that that uh, that content creators have today with the, uh, the in the gaming industry is something that we want to bring to music. So it's not only just having a platform to interact with people, but it's also giving them the tools that uh, they need to actually create that extra kind of like juicy content. So right now you have virtual instruments, you have samples, you have all of the things that are required to make music that are kind of stuck on your own computer, obviously, we want to kind of democratize that and, again, break down the wall and just make it accessible to everyone so that if you are a new musician, you don't have a couple of years ahead of you until you actually feel like you're able to create something. So lowering that barrier to entry without actually you know, saying everything that we have in mind we look five years in the future. <laughs> that's that's the goal number one. Music creation has to be fun and it has to be easy and accessible. Otherwise, you're just going to kill innovation. It's just going to be the old guard doing what they do and then it's going to die out.
0: Come on, tell us the crazy secrets. I know you guys already have like the hologram planned in the works <laughs> where like you can actually make your bandmates appear in the room with you as holograms and you're just like jamming together in real time like they're all there. Oh, you made the, the holodeck from Star Trek. Just tell us.
3: Now, for 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 real i think the 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 one thing that we see as being like a a a big step for us which is going to be in the next six months uh because we have the 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 platform already built which is crazy crazy hard to get right by the way just because of all the different dots that are out there but because we have that technology we are in a position to kind of like host Uh, virtual instruments in the cloud and allow people to like, if you tweak a knob, if you click a note or whatever, it's going to be propagated to all the different players. So you're looking at real-time collaboration on a whole new level now. It's not just me playing in my DAW. It's me actually using instruments in real-time with different people and having the ability to teach them and having the ability to kind of like go back on what was done and and implement on those changes. uh, Almost, you know, kind of like a, a... decision tree, if you will, because you can version it and yeah. you can go back and it, it's basically going to be the, the the best tool for you to kind of like tutor, teach, but also kind of be inspired.
0: I am so excited about this. All right. Now, generally, Alex, when when we have guests in this room that I feel like get what we're doing around here and, and you know sort of participating in our silliness, I feel like we can feel comfortable asking you one good pop culture question. Now, I have... I have heard from your coworkers that you're something of a movie buff, and so I wanted to ask you: What is your most controversial movie opinion? What is the movie opinion you have that just starts fights?
3: Oof! I'll personally, I'll say, uh, and I'm gonna, oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna get some hate for that, but uh, Fight Club is super overrated. Whoa! <laughs> I asked for controversial. What do you think, Dave?
1: I mean it's not it's not a big movie for me in my life honestly I, know, I yeah I I kind of agree I mean it's just it whatever it's interesting I mean, once you once you've seen it once it's kind of like all right you, you got it I guess you can see some I, I mean well it's it's kind of late for spoilers once you know that he's Tyler Durden you can sort of see the clues later on but I agree it's not it's it's held up as this thing you know to me it's it's like it's like a pulp fiction you know get the hell out of here it's nowhere yes. near like pulp fiction level
3: Oh, you're both it's supposed to be that this, uh, this kind yeah. of like a critique on, uh, on the, the place of men in today's society but it kind of fall flat when you're actually kind of like not making it clear to the audience and you just create a generation that wants to be Tyler Durden kind of like confirming the own bias that you were trying yeah. To, to yeah to deconstruct anyway
1: actually, <laughs> let me ask you a question now, just because'm I'm, I'm curious and forgive me I don't know exactly when B connect started I'm very sorry but oh, I no I have to wonder, you know, because I i I'm, did you did you guys start before pandemic or right at sort of at the beginning?
3: Okay, so I, I'm sure you've had many people on the podcast uh, you know, talking about their business. And I hope that most of them say the the, the same thing. One of the most important things in, in a business is luck and timing. And man, did we get it on this one? Because we started right before the pandemic. We didn't wow. know anything was gonna happen. It was just uh, me and my buddy. We were working at kind of like this this very government type job, and we we're like, "Man, we can't die here. We we have to do something. This is too boring." And you know, we're, we're passionate guys, and we're kind of like thinking it through. What is this this thing that we think we can crack? What is this nut that we think we can crack? That is a problem out there that is not just oh, you know, let's do a B two B business and and call it a day. You know, like, what's something we can grow into? And this this to me kind of like rang true on on all the notes. It was perfect. So. We started in in January 2020, and as you know, you know February it started getting clear. So like we, we had the perfect runway to just go so, through this thing. So you guys were like all together,
1: basically almost of two minds. Like, oh my god, this is terrible. Everyone's locked up in their houses. Yay! This is really great. The greatest test ever.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. But the 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 good thing though about it is that it's not. Something that's going to go away when basically, you know, pandemic's going to be resolved. Even, you know, if there's another pandemic, that's that's not a thing. This problem has been there for 20 years. People are making music together all over the world, but there's no one good way to do it today. You know, there's Beat Connect now, but before that, <laughs> yeah, there was and, no real uh, good way to do it. So
1: I mean heck, even like during the, the the pandemic, I mean Metallica released a song, the all four of them in their separate homes and everything yep. doing it. So I don't I'm I'm assuming they did beat connect because beat Connect is the only <laughs> program out there. You can't do this anywhere else. You can't. <laughs> no one else has unlocked this technology. Only the Quebecois have unlocked the technology.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did
1: want to say, I did see that you are uh, from Montreal. I absolutely, I haven't been there in a few years. Unfortunately, I had a space where I was like there every year for four years. Absolutely love it, man. I,
3: I got to get back. <laughs> so it's a beautiful city. And in the last couple of years, the amount of like uh, tech startup and the tech scene has been growing so much. If, if. If you love music and if you love Fecman, it's the city to be in, and and we're so glad to be doing this in Montreal. You know, at this this time and point in time.
1: Yeah, and if you love poutine, that that helps.
3: Oh, uh, I, I I was hoping
1: you were going to set me up for this one. <laughs> okay, so all right, so then let me ask you because I mean I I went to the the pl- I can't remember which street it was on. I went to I'm sorry, Ryan, but this is the, you, you're, you're done. There's, you're there's always time for you're poutine done.
2: questions.
1: But I, I went to La Bonquise. Um, yes, it has all the different various types. So, I mean, are you a classicist? You know, it, it's just give me the, the fries, the gravy, the, the cheese curds, or do oh, you no, go no, no, crazy?
3: No. dude? Whatever rocks your boat. It's uh, okay. like, for, for me, it's as, as long as you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, of cheese curds, and you, you got enough sauce in there, you can, you can put whatever you want, you know, <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm not honestly, familiar
0: with the alternative poutine arrangements. I know about the cheese curds I know about the gravy on the fries. <laughs> what else are people putting
3: on their french fries and why am I not eating it right now? you can put whatever like uh, fried chicken you're gonna have uh, some people are gonna oh yeah yeah it gets crazy. You have a uh, spaghetti sauce uh, what it's honestly that's that's the beauty of poutine you know, it can it could be whatever you want.
0: <laughs> All right next week poutine taste test on the program would be great. <laughs> we'll ha- we'll have you back next week. We're all going to eat poutine together. <laughs> you can find out more about our guest work by visiting www.beatconnect.com. Alex, this has been really awesome chatting with you. Hearing about the future of artist collaboration online. Before we let you go, one last question: Do you have any last tips for the indie creators out there to help them move their careers forward?
3: We've uh, we've actually been talking with a lot of indie creators. You know the the kind of the bread and butter of uh, of our creators program is is really the people that have a following between you know 15 and one hundred fifty thousand followers because those are the ones that really want to grow and make you know an impact on the scene and everybody's been saying the same thing and we kind of agree with that is focus on the audience that is most engaged to you don't try to like uh of do a a shotgun approach and shoot in every direction and please everyone do something that you know you're good at and just focus on that pummel it down and just work with the audience to make sure that you find that fit that niche and then you're just going to grow it's going to happen
0: love it alex thank you so much for the awesome conversation the the fact that now i'm salivating because we talked about poutine i enjoyed that (laughs) i gotta get one now yeah (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, that's not a big thing here in Miami or in Tampa where Dave is, but we'll find it because now I have a hankering for it. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Don't thank be a stranger. You. We'd love to have you on again real soon.
3: Awesome. It was a pleasure. And uh, invite me whenever.
0: I'll yeah, come back. that's what we like to hear. Gosh, that was fun, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot. I got to tell me, you know, the for Beat Connect, I really hope it's like their slogan is Beat Connect, connect the beats. <laughs>
0: man so why were you
1: ineffective
0: yeah, it's right up there with uh, a mine is a terrible thing to waste. yes
1: we, that was, <laughs> no alex was absolutely great man and that sounds i mean that talk, talk about timing i i i had a feeling i'm like th- these have got to be one of the few guys in the world that's like keep us locked in keep us locked in you know yeah but you have uh, him let's... actively
0: wishing for pandemic
1: no, no, it's I don't think no, it, today's not a show of people wishing for pandemics and wishing for child labor, okay? Let's not <laughs> that be this show. Yeah. Okay?
0: The positions we've been endorsing. No, it's <laughs> it is absolutely. We know you we know we know the official position of Beat Connect is staunchly anti-pandemic. Don't worry. We love you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, we it's some fun. We're we're almost at the at uh, the 60 minute mark. Yes, indeed. Well, we got it's about time flies.
0: Well, we got about eight minutes left, so uh, don't don't feel too pressured, Dave. We got we got some space here, but uh, Lauren, let's uh, let's have you come in again and chat with us uh, because I want to give Lauren an opportunity to talk to us a bit about the really cool entertainment project she's got coming up that I know you, Dave, as a Star Wars fan are going to get a kick out of, oh, look at the Star Wars beanie cap. There you go.
4: So uh, I have spent the last decade uh, on tour with a wonderful Canadian man uh, named Charles Ross, and uh, he's had a license to do this show with Lucasfilm for 20 years. Uh, And after 20 months of not being allowed to tour with him, uh, Charlie and his one-man Star Wars trilogy is back on tour now, Uh, and we have a bunch of U.S. dates coming up next month so if you happen to be in broward palm beach wenatchee washington thousand oaks Ah! irvine portland or fort worth texas we'd love to see you and if you're not on that list call your local theater and say hey i heard about this show one man star wars trilogy you guys should really get that in here and we'd be happy to tour to a theater near you
1: You know, that's actually interesting. I never even thought about this. So he obviously had the license prior to the Disney deal. So then when the Disney deal happened, did he get a call or did he have to call someone? Did he have to call Bob Disney? We basically,
4: like, (laughs) held our breath and freaked out for, like, a year and a half because, like, our license extended through. We had a five-year license, Mm -hmm. and it extended through the transition, and then, like, we're coming up on the renewal. No one's replying. No one's happening. We don't know what's going on in the transition. And we were probably a few months past the uh, actual renewal before they just all of a sudden sent us a renewal. but like in right, that okay. time of confusion we actually sat around going like hmm, wonder if the mouse is gonna let us do this show anymore.
0: I don't t- i I do want us to not lose sight of the fact that every time Dave brings up an exec like who the CEO is of a particular company, it's Bob. It's always Bob <laughs> and then the last name is the
1: name of the company. You're blaming me, blame the parents. These are the people that have named their children. <laughs> I can't do anything like that. All right, I'm not trying to erase them. You guys are trying out there cancel them just because someone's named Bob. How dare you? <laughs> Bob's built this country. right? Bob America. Hey,
4: Bob did build the barricades. I'm just yeah. saying.
1: Right. Bob's, yeah. I I, I I I mentioned that. It's kind of funny, Lauren, because honestly, you guys are thinking like, <laughs> all right, you know, they're very busy right now. They're trying to they're they're multi- sorting through this multi billion dollar empire of, no pun intended, of uh, George Lucas and, you know, getting all the new films ready for J.J. Abram. But, you know, I'm sure somewhere on the spreadsheet they're like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> what? What <is> <laughs> what? Well, it's it like, is a wait, cool was, was show, game. traveling around uh, the country with a woman in tow? Just doing the movies?
4: Oh my gosh. And now, just to get really nerdy on you, uh, when I started we just had the One Man Star Wars trilogy and One Man Lord of the Rings. We now also have One Man, Dark Knight, One Man, uh, Avengers, I just did in, ah, oh, Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, and then we have One Man, Stranger Things, and One Man, Pride and Prejudice, because you can be a nerd about anything you want.
1: Does one man come in the name of love?
4: No, not yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> the okay. U2 song? I don't know, I don't know. You know what? Screw you guys. You keep going like one man, this one, this. I'm going. One man comes in the name of. Oh, sorry, can't use that. Yeah. <laughs> careful, would like w- one, one or two wrong.
0: more notes, and uh, we would have gotten muted by Twitch there.
1: Um, oh, just so, so think. Once, you, what if if you want money, they they don't let you do it, but they obviously they they try to come in and take your money. Bob Twitch, son of a. <laughs> Bob freaking oh, Twitch. So, I, I know you're.
0: I know you're going to be excited for this one-man Star Wars show, Dave. I know you're going to want to check it out because for those of you who are not familiar with Metal Dave's work on this show going all the way back to episode one, you will be hard-pressed to find a bigger Star Wars fan. He is the biggest. I wanted to ask you about this. I know that Disney World has this new hotel that they're creating where it's basically like you get to LARP as a Star Wars character for two days in this Star Wars universe
1: they've created. You're going to be like in the front of the line for this, right? Did you actually read the story when they came out with the pricing for it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, we it covered is absurdly it, yes. expensive. It's six. It's like $6,000 for a two night hotel stay. Okay. So, but, and that's not so. So, you're only going to go $6, like three times, for right? For just <laughs> that in like the one park. So, you know, and, I'm, and i like, I love Disney. I do. We're here in the States. But man, oh man, the dollar rank doesn't get what it used to, you know, because it's like you buy that and you still have to then get like the park hopper too on top of it. They've got rid of the fast pass. Um, I, I am a, I'm terribly ashamed to say I actually have yet to go to Galaxy's Edge since it has opened. Um, I wanted to go before pandemic, then once the pandemic happened, I'm like, this doesn't seem too responsible, so no. <laughs> um yeah and, and now with baby on the way suddenly paying all that stuff also doesn't seem too responsible so I'm in this so, in this part where I have to be an adult I have to be a 36-year-old adult who would have thunk it So rough.
4: Dave the guest that week since obviously you weren't paying attention to the podcast so you have to go back but the guest that week uh proposed something right up your alley when we were talking about this he said man I got to get my agent or my PR guy on getting me in there like it's not about figuring out how you can pay that. It's about figuring out how they can bring you in so that you can promote it for right. them. Since you happen to be one of the biggest Star Wars fans and you have this platform on XM Radio, you have mm. to uh, reach out to them for this.
1: So then, Break shouldn't that be your department? Cantina, isn't this your Lauren?
4: department? Get on that, Lauren. <laughs>
1: That's what? You, isn't that what you're being paid or not paid? Not paid for? You know. <laughs>
4: In all fairness, I should be like, hey, I've been on tour with a Star Wars show for the last decade. You totally want us to visit.
1: You can can do that. You can say you've been a key uh, um, cog in the Star Wars production for the past 20 years. It's like, oh, my God, you worked with J.J. Abrams? You just go.
4: (laughs) So Disney has actually asked uh, him to do the show and like, you know, at the park and things like that. But they want like a five show day. And any indie creator out there can understand that, like, though the show might happen for mm-hmm. an hour and an hour and a half, like, it takes a lot out of you to perform. So it's not just a matter of how many shows you can fit in a day. It's how many you can actually physically handle. So, so Understudy.
1: Uh, understudy? Understudy?
4: Yeah, that's, you know, one day uh, when he retires, we're going to hire a whole bunch of college kids to learn the show, and then we'll just put it on in uh in rotation format at the theme park somewhere that'd be wonderful
0: (laughs) as much as i love watching charles ross do one man star wars because i have seen the show and it is wonderful and i can't wait to see it again when it gets down to south florida i think dave understudying for that show like if i was sitting in the (laughs) audience and i just heard over the loudspeaker uh, filling in for the role of charles ross this evening will be metal dave I would lose my mind. I'd be so happy.
1: I I will come out and say, ladies and gentlemen, I know what you're expecting is for me to do this show, but I thought we'd do something a little bit different tonight (laughs) and a little bit fun. We're going to watch the movies. That's right. Yes, We're we're all just going to sit here and watch the movies. We paid to see you do it. I know, but now you're you're just going to watch these guys do it.
4: Well, it's like, but we, we condense it. You know what I mean? Like you can get all those movies into an hour and a half versus like, hey, I know you thought you were going to be here for an hour and a half, but now you're going to be here for 14 hours. Yay!
0: <laughs> okay. Our thanks to Alex Turbid. <laughs> uh, thanks to Beats Connect. Thanks, Metal Dave. Thank you, Lauren, uh, for uh, helping us put this amazing show together every week. And thank you all for watching and listening Break the Business. We'll see you next week. Nelson.